This podcast is presented by Rabbi Parrots Munchkin, speaking to the millennial generation. We are magical beings. We live in two worlds at once. We have an internal life, our dignity, a self-worth, and we have an external reality of work, survival. For Jewish people, these are highlighted by centuries of persecution, the persecution of our bodies and souls. We were victims of systemic abuse to keep us from owning land. We were accused of killing gods. We are the strongest and the weakest. We are lowly and we are grand people simultaneously. From my vantage point, we are a microcosm of the human experience. We may be few in number, only 2% of the U.S., but we are large in impact. This narrative is symbolic of life itself. It is both a fragmented piece of existence and one with unified whole. Hasidic Judaism is a mystical approach to life. It is a calling to live in both reality, harmoniously. We are here to be physical, to love our bodies and our minds, and we are also here to see our cosmic connection, our deep-rooted nature in the stars and heavens. We are the unified depth of binary life, both the zeros and the ones of existence. This isn't a judgmental God of the Jewish people, but a divine support system to encourage utopia and harmony from the inside out. But how? How can we find this balance? And how can we make it sustainable? Lately, I've been posting every day a little free-flowing translation of a piece of mysticism from the mystical book called The Tanya by Schneer Zalman of Liadi, the first Rebbe and master of the Chabad movement and the founder of Chabad philosophy. And the reason I post a little bit of it every day is because the whole entire book is dealing with this specific issue of how to live harmoniously in the two worlds of external reality and internal reality. It's almost as if when you're living in internal self-worth, the world becomes fake and you are real. And when you're living in a fully external reality, that's real and what's going on on the inside is betraying you. But for Reb Schneer Zalman, harnessing these truths and these challenges and these forces was at the center of life itself. And more importantly, it was at the center of finding your true authentic being. For us to live in a world like this, in a reality like this, we have to constantly journey towards growth and development. And it can be very challenging, especially when it comes to thriving and feeling your uniqueness, your sense of individuality, and then your sense of obligation to the collective. So this isn't really just a Jewish issue. This is a human issue. 
But Jewish take is very interesting because the Jewish people have had to live this dual nature for thousands of years. Because Jewish people have had a culture and a way of living that was generally different than most cultures and belief systems. So on the external, we had two different worlds going on that we have to be a part of, right? We, have the one we may be Jews, but we live in the United States or wherever we live today. We live in a place where we have to find balance between my life and my culture and the culture and life that I'm living in. And then on top of that, of course, you have the, the inner journey, the sense of individuality versus the collective sense. In Judaism, that is like my personal relationship to divine energy that pulsates through me. And of course, the communal element of it all, the interconnectedness of Jewish people and by extension, the whole world. So really, it's this flow of these two worlds coming together that is the focus of Rup Schneer Zalman's life work and his main book called The Tanya. He calls it the long, short way, the ability to put a tremendous amount of effort into everything that you do that opens up the gates of euphoria, harmony for each of us. It all started in 1745 in a town of Lyosna, bordering the countries of Lithuania and Belarus. There was a couple, their names were Baruch and Rivka, and they dedicated their life to the real thing. They just dedicated their life to the real thing and were humble and lived simply. That's that the life. They had a teacher. His name was Yisrael ben Eliezer, otherwise known as the Baal Shem Tov. And he was the real thing. And they came to him and they said, we want the real thing. And he said, we'll make love. That's real. That's the real thing. They came back to him and they said, we made love and we're pregnant. He said, well, what day was that? And they said it was the 19th of Kislev. The 19th of Kislev. Wow, he said. The month of Kislev, the first super dark month of the year, where deep winter sets in, short days, long nights. The mystics call it the month of dreaming. The month where we start creating the seed of dreams to go beyond ourselves. He said, the 19th of Kislev, that's a great day to make love. That's the real thing. You're pregnant with the real thing. At the end of the year, on the 18th of El, they had their baby boy. This boy, born on the 18th, 18 being Chai, Elul, the energy of the month, is all about me being able to initiate growth and self-worth and development of self also happens to be the birthday of Yisrael ben Eliezer the Baal Shem Tov. So they came to him and said, here we are with our baby and we want him to know you because you're the real thing. And he said, it's wonderful, but he's got to find me on his own. 
He's got to find the real thing on his own. When the little boy said, who was that? They said, oh, that was Zadie. We all have a Zadie who was the real thing. We all have grandparents who were the real thing. So he accepted that. By the time he got older and wanted to meet Zadie by himself, he was no longer available. But he found his disciple who had taken over and had taken over the job of being a teacher, Reb Dovber, and he was the real thing. And when he found him, he said, how can I be the real thing? What can I do to be authentic? And Reb Dovber told him, you? You have to write everything that you know and learn. That's how you'll find it. So he said, all right. Although his colleagues, the other disciples, all wrote one, maybe two books, he wrote more than 40. He did not stop writing on both the external parts of life, the way rules work, the way math and science fit into Torah. And he also spent his life writing about the mysticism, the spirituality of Judaism, what's pulsating beneath the surface. What are the qualities of the human being that are so important to be harnessed and brought out to the world around us? Along this journey, many accused him of not being the real thing. It got to a point where in 1798, he was arrested for being a fraud. What do they do with frauds in 1798? Well, they put him in a cell with no light filled with water and vermin. So, he goes within. And he starts searching for the real thing in himself. Because the search for authenticity does not stop when externally you stop me. It just goes on on an inner level. Subconsciously and then consciously within. And as he's learning to go deeper and deeper within himself. Already somebody who believes in the search for what's real and authenticity, the prison guards start asking questions. Until news reaches the czar that there's somebody really authentic in our midst. The czar himself clandestinely tries to come in and see for himself who this person is. And when he realizes that he's the real thing, they let him go. Because the real thing needs to be out there. People need to meet the real thing. They need to see that they can be authentic as well. When he gets out, he tells his people, do you know how I know that was a real journey? Because they let me out on the 19th of Kislev, the day my parents made love, which was real. That's how I know I'm real. And he's telling his students who he wants to be leaders. When you make love that's real and sustainable, you're bringing new energy into this world. You're creating real and authentic energy. 
and it's sustainable. The 19th of Kislev is coming up in a couple of days. And when I think back to what this means, what the anniversary of this date is, I think about the psalm that Reb Schneir Zalman said as he left. In Psalm 55, it says like this, He redeems me unharmed from the battle against me. It is as though many are by my side. God who has reigned from the first, who will have no successor, hears and humbles those who have no fear of God. Schneer Zalman would iterate every year that these words, redeems me unharmed, is really our own life. That although we need redemption, The whole narrative of our two worlds coming together is a redemptive arc. One where, if we are looking to combine these worlds authentically, then the journey itself is real. Quite fascinatingly, Schneer Zalman, the name Schneer means two lights, the hidden light and the revealed light. Zalman means he who masters time. This person who mastered time and light would used to say something fascinating when he was in a deep trance of ecstasy. He was known to roll on the floor and say, I don't want paradise. I don't want reward. All I want is you. I don't want your celestial spheres, and I don't want your riches. All I want is the real thing. Today, take a moment and ask yourself, do you want the real thing? And if you do, start with anything, something authentic to yourself, as a journey towards the real thing, and you will find out that the journey itself is real. Tune in daily on Instagram for little tidbits of Tanya that deal with combining the external and internal forces to create a harmonious impact, an authentic reality, and a life that is real. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star rating, share with your friends. You're welcome to message me on Instagram at Rabbi Parrots or email me at wordofrabbiparrots.com.